Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us. And we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day. And I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events. And uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Revelations chapter number 13, and we're beginning at verse number uh, 2. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth is the mouth of a lion of the great dragon. And we have emphasized this every week, that these are transmetaphoric associations, which are a big fancy theological word that means that God takes something that is literal to apply it to something spiritual or it is a representative of something physical that is also in the spiritual. A transmetaphoric association would be in the Old Testament. It would say the eyes of the Lord. Well, we know God don't have eyes because you don't have flesh and bone. God is a spirit. Amen. So it is a metaphoric association trying to let us know, to try to make it to human understanding. And, that, and that's what this is. Amen. And so we understand that the dragon Amen. Uh, that we believe that this is a representation of the, of the last days uh, of a nation that would be represented by the dragon, and we, which we know is China. It gave him his power and his seed and great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, uh, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wandered after the beast. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. Folks, we are seeing so much dragon worship right now, it's not even funny. If you will be honest about it, if you'll quit watching Fox and MSNBC, you will see the dragon worship is uncanny. It's it's amazing how much LBGT rights they want, but they let China tell them what movies they can produce with it and without it. So I don't want to hear your lip about it because you don't believe it or you'd stand up to China. Don't tell me you're anti-human trafficking and anti-slavery when you won't stand up to China. Don't tell me you're for minorities or people of color and they're raping and pillaging the continent of Africa. Don't tell me. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been there. I've seen it. I've got the pictures. Amen. Amen. And nobody will say anything. Boy, they cover their mouth. Just, oh, we can't talk about China. We can't talk about their Winnie the Pooh president, you know. And I'm, I'm saying that on purpose because I, I, I remember, and this shows you the, 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 if it weren't for double standards, that side would have no standards at all. You could say anything you wanted about our former president, and, and I'm, not, I'm not a fan of him, to the point they decapitated his head and had an actress holding the head with blood dripping off of it and it was never taken down it was never banned none of that it was but if you showed a picture believe me I did it of Xi Jinping and Winnie the Pooh side by side it got deleted so don't tell me the left is not into dragon worship amen the right may be a little bit too much into eagle worship we're worshiping our own nation as a god it's not Amen. But we've got to understand there is a power that China has taken over the entire world right now. 
And they have found more allies in this nation than they have found anywhere else around the world. Amen. Verse number 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. Verse 12. And he exercised all the power of the first beast before him and caused it the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doth great wonders so that he maketh fire to come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and causeth all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or on their foreheads and that no man might buy or sell save he have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is 600 three score and six, which we know as 666. And so tonight, I want to conclude. I'm going to do just a bit of a recap, and then I want to conclude um, on the victorious ending of a new world order because that's what we're talking about. We're continuing this, or concluding the series on the new world order. But I want to tonight show you how this thing is going to end and the triumphant, victorious church of the Lord Jesus Christ that you and I are a part of. Amen. Would you just lift your voice and pray with me for a moment. Jesus, I thank you for your presence, your anointing, your grace, your mercy. Lord, I thank you for this incredible assembly. And I pray tonight, Lord, that you would open our understanding. Lord, I pray with everything in me that my, my, my motive would not be misunderstood. I pray, Lord, that if, if there's any error, Lord, let it, let it be laid charge to my head and not my heart. Because, Lord, you know, you know that from the deep of me, there is a desire to awaken, as you have called within the church, an awareness of the age in which we live. And, Lord, you are calling your church to wake up and see the spirit of the end time and antichrist that is prevalent in the world and trying to pollute the church. Would you open our understanding? Would you help us get out of our feelings and our prejudices and our biases, oh God? And help us see your word in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Tell somebody you love them tonight. Amen. I have talked throughout this series and have given now tonight I'm going to uh, talk a little bit more uh, on, on one side than the other but lest, lest anybody walk out of here and say that, that um, I have a certain biases uh, you need to go back and hear the whole, story, whole series um, I have been an equal opportunity um Holy Ghost puncher. Okay. Um, I've made it very clear that the awakening of this term came from a Republican president, George H.W. Bush, in the early 1990s when he began to call for the idea of a new world order. You've got to understand it's long since been the, the affairs of man that people in power often cause chaos to grab more power, amen. This is why the genius of our founding fathers was to write an incredibly restrictive 
charter of liberties that was not restricted to us, but restricted to a government. Amen. Because they realized that if you keep giving an entity power, it only gets powerful. The old saying is, power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Amen. And we are living in an age where in the church world, think because that's what I am, is um, hold on to your pew. I don't want you to pass out. I'm a pastor. And so I need to speak to the church. Now, I can't speak to the world, but I can bring to you light of this new world order. Uh, I hope that I've done my job over the last several weeks to prove to you, not from my interpretation, but through their own words, that there is a global community of very wealthy, uh, very powerful, uh, very educated, and I use that loosely, people that are bringing together a cabal because they want a one-world government. They want a one-world currency. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you missed it, go back. I believe we have in the podcast, we have in the archives. We have shown video that I don't have time to go back into of their own words. We did not edit the context of their words. They want a new world order from George H.W. Bush to now uh, President Biden to the Global Governance Council that was in the Middle East a few weeks ago declaring they want a new world order. They spent eight hours talking about a new world order. I want to read to you the quote uh, from George H.W. Bush's on on uh, envoy to the UN, who's Brock Chisholm, who said to the to the United Nations, uh, he said that they needed to remove to achieve one world government. It is necessary to remove from the minds of men their individualism, loyalty to their families, natural or, or excuse me national patriotism and to remove religion. And if we can do that, Brock Chisholm said, we can obtain a one-world government, a new world order, a world that would be controlled uh, by probably the most, uh, if they're not the most corrupt, uh, them and the Congress and Senate are fighting to be the most corrupt organized body in the world. And they said to do this, they've got to remove from the minds of men their individualism, loyalty to families, national patriotism, and religion. I made this statement a few weeks ago. I'm leading you in a direction here that the most anti-American people on the planet are Americans. And yet no one ever takes me up on this offer to fly them to one of these countries they think is so wonderful, but you can't come back for 10 years. Because there is not a nation on earth that if you were to swap citizenship with them, that they wouldn't do it. Great Britain, Switzerland, Austria, you name it. Haiti, Brazil, China, they would swap in a heartbeat. Why? Because we are the most blessed nation on earth. And there's never been a nation in the history of this world. And it's made you talk about this. You, you know, uh, this is one reason why we're not, we don't broadcast. We broadcast it live one night because, you know, it'll trigger people. 
they're, they're too sensitive. They're too tender. They've been coddled their whole life. There's never been a nation in the history of this planet to ever rectify their wrong like this nation. Doesn't make us perfect, but it sure makes us a whole lot better than anybody else out there. I talked about last lesson uh, about how China right now in Shanghai has 25 million people on lockdown welding their doors shut. Welding their doors shut, people starving to death by the hundreds and thousands in their homes. And for sake of uh, not wanting to be too disturbing, I'm not playing the video. And, of course, your national uh, mainstream media will not play it for other reasons where they are taking household pets, cats, dogs. Please verify this for yourself. As they haul people off against their will or they weld their doors shut, uh, they take their cats and their dogs and they beat them to death with clubs and put them in trash bags and on the side of the curb. This, this is what your media wants in America. This is what Dr. Fauci wants for America. You can say amen or oh me, but I'm telling you the truth. He has constantly praised China. Matter of fact, a lot of these leftist people, they want that. They're openly saying it. China has handled this well. They're more than willing to weld you shut in your apartment. Why? Because dissent to them, dissent to them is the highest form of being disloyal. Hear the audio as the drones fly through Shanghai, China, up through. How many went home and listened to that? Did you go home and do your research? Did you, did you listen to it, Brother Ricardo? You heard it? The drones flying through the high-rise apartments with loudspeakers saying in Mandarin Chinese, resist your soul's yearning for freedom. Do not open your windows and do not sing. Boy, it sounds an awful lot like the lockdowns we went through. Don't go to church and worship. Go to a strip club, but don't go to church and worship. Go to a weed dispensary, but don't go to church and worship. Go, to, go buy alcohol, but don't go to church and worship. Amen. Do, you know, basically, basically, don't do anything that the people making rules get to do for themselves. That's the height of understanding this new world order. It's what's good for me is not for good for you. Two different, two different rules. And to the point that we are seeing a divide, which is the whole intent of this. If you think this started with, with Trump, you're, you're missing the picture. It didn't start with Trump. It didn't start with Obama. It didn't start with Bush 43. This has been in the works for decades by the infiltration before the Cold War of the Marxist ideology that would flood into the universities. Look at it now. They said, we're going to cancel all student debt. Well, let me ask you something. How come, how come the people that never went to college are going to have to pay for your debt? How about this? How about the universities stop charging interest and the professors reduce their pay? That'll work. No, no, no. They're throwing a bone out there trying to get people work. To, it, it's, it's that same age-old philosoph, philosophy of Marxism. Now, I want you to hold on to this. I'm going somewhere with this. To the extremes that are being revealed. The extremes are being revealed. Every, everything triggers to a point, we, we, watched, uh, we watched the whole deal about the hilariously termed don't say gay bill in Florida, which doesn't even have the word gay in it. 
But you saw the media run with it. It was a narrative. Remember, only one side is doing this. Only one side's doing this. And they have lost their minds because some pervert can't tell your six-year-old to have their genitals removed. So is it any wonder the political party that wants to emasculate your children and chemically castrate them at five, would it be any surprise that the ones that are out in the streets frothing at the mouth right now at the thought of not being able to get abortion whenever they want it would also molest your kids? Think about it. Just, just ponder that for a moment. They're, they're about to lose their mind that, that on demand, Planned Parenthood released a statement today saying this will be the darkest age if this comes upon America to kill unborn babies. So slavery wasn't a dark thing. The internment of Japanese wasn't a dark thing. Only not being able to slaughter the unborn. You see, they're still trying to fulfill the mission of Margaret Sanger, which was to get rid of minorities in America. That's the founder of Planned Parenthood. We're going to cancel stuff. We're going to be woke about it. Let's get the truth. That's what it was all about to begin with. That's how Planned Parenthood started. That's how abortion started in America. Let's get rid of the minorities to which it was the African Americans to which Margaret Sager specifically pointed out to which this is their hero. And now they're losing their minds. All their freedoms are going to be lost. The idea was that it was supposed to be safe, legal, and rare. I grew up, that's all I always heard about abortion. Remember, it's supposed to be safe, legal, and rare. They said, but what about the women that, that it's incest or, or, or it's rape? Did you know that is less than 1.2% of all abortions performed? Let's talk about the genocide that is happening in this nation. I'm talking about a new world order. Because if they can get you to lose loyalty to your own family, Amen. Margaret Sanger has done her job well. She has taught her philosophy well. Over 70, 78 or 79% of all abortion clinics of Planned Parenthood are in the inner city. You think that's by accident? They don't provide health care. Call one, and, ladies, and try to get them, or, or men now because they don't know the difference. Go get a mammogram. You can't. They don't do that. It's abortion services. That's not health care. Say, Pastor, you're taking some strong. I'm taking Bibles. And I'm going to tell you, a church that will not stand against abortion is not a church. They are a twofold child of hell. That is a baby. And the prophet said that God said, I knew you from your mother's womb. Let me tell you how God feels about abortion. You hurt a child, he said, tie a brick to your neck and jump in the ocean. And that will be the best thing for you. How does God feel about it in the Old Testament if two men were in a fight and they happened to knock down a pregnant woman and that baby was born sick or lame or that baby died? Both men were to be put to death. That's how God feels about it. And these people want to call themselves Christians and they're okay with it. You're not a Christian. You are as lost as a goose in a hurricane. God cares about all life. 80% of abortion clinics are in inner cities. African-American women are 7% of the population. They receive over 40% of the abortion services. You tell me Margaret Sanger isn't doing what she started out to do and her, and her agenda through Planned Parenthood. There's a point to this because Brock Chisholm said if he could separate 
the loyalty to the family. I've never met a woman in my life who didn't have a natural inclination toward loving and protecting children. Amen. But they have turned that. What, what is evil is good and good is evil. And now they're protesting at the Supreme Court from what I heard because they might not be able to. I, I have a video clip and I almost sent it to Brother Garza, but I didn't want to play it because I, I didn't want my blood pressure to go through the roof. And if you want it, see me after church, I'll text it to you. Because it's only coming from one side. You say, Pastor, if you keep calling out the left, you're going to make everybody think you're right. I can't help people want to think what they want to think. I may not be pro-right, but I can guarantee you I am anti-this left as I can be. Stood to argue in a state courthouse. You want the video? You want to vote for these people? You'll answer to God for it. Said, we want abortion for the mother's mental health and defined it as regret is mental health. Well, if regret's mental health, most of us, we're nutty as an acorn tree right now. They said, how late can the doctor perform that abortion if she regrets? And they finally confessed, up to the moment of birth. Up to the moment of birth. When you corner the abortion advocates, most of, most of them believe that the baby should be terminated up to four weeks after birth. There are nations in Europe that will not allow a Down syndrome baby to be born. Are you telling me they're a mistake? No. They're a gift from God. So would it be any surprise that the same group that says slaughter the unborn because they're inconvenience would also be the same group that is losing their mind because they want to sexually groom your children at a young age? It's sexual grooming. Any adult talking to a minor, I don't care if they're 14 or if they're 8, about sexuality, they're a pedophile. Got no right to talk to them about it. No right to talk to them about it. But I say, you know what? Keep talking. Because they are losing their base in record numbers. Because people are going, man, these folks are nuts. Yeah, they're nuts. Anybody wants to talk to a six-year-old in the state of Oregon, I told you in the last one, <clears throat> in the state of Oregon, you want to see how far they'll go? Don't just look to California. Look to Oregon. At 15 years old, their leftist governor has said, at 50, and they passed it through the House and the state Senate, that if your 15-year-old wants a sex change, the state can give it to them without your permission. Without your permission. Verify what I'm saying. Without your permission. I'm telling you, we are playing a dangerous game with this generation. My fear is that that pendulum is going to swing from the left and it's going to go very far right and we're not going to like either picture. The church had better wake up and realize and say, you know what? We ought not ally to people who are against the things that God are against. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to make excuses. For people that would support that, I'm not going to make excuses and find a way to support. I'm going to stand on God's side. As best I can, I'm going to stand on God's side. Amen? 
Their whole idea, their whole agenda is to drive a wedge between family. Drive a wedge between the church. Isn't it amazing how they've done that? These politicians get up in churches and give speeches. They don't care about those communities. They don't care about those communities. They care about them once every three years. When they got to whip them up into a frenzy to go vote. Do nothing for them for three years. Don't fulfill a single promise. And then all of a sudden when they need that vote, they're going to run down there and stir the pot. But I'm going to tell you something. People are waking up to this mess. And you know what gives me great hope is that people are waking up to this. And the great hope is they're seeing the lies of all of this. And people are going to turn back to God. The Bible says it. There is going to be a great revival in the end time. And there is an awakening and a turning of people back to God. Amen. Praise God. This, this is the design of the new world order. Bring in this division. Bring in this strife. Bring in this, this, this hatred from within. Uh, make, make everybody think that, that uh, you, you know, I remember as a kid, I was a little guy. I was probably six or seven. We lived out in the boondocks. We lived out in the middle of nowhere, folks. We lived way out in the country. I mean, we lived so far in the country, you know, June bugs didn't even show up till August. I mean, we lived way out in the country, all right? And I remember at seven getting a little bit of an attitude. I felt, I felt brave because my dad wasn't there. And telling, telling my mom how I didn't think things were fair. And that I was just going to leave. And you know what my mom did? I'll never forget. You know what my mom did? She didn't get on her knees and plead and beg. And she didn't change the way she was a parent. She reached up in the top of my closet and got my Mickey Mouse suitcase and helped me pack. And I pulled that little suitcase down a gravel road for about a half a mile in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the woods, pulling that suitcase, just bumping along, and I'm feeling sorry for myself and sobbing and crying. All of a sudden, it dawned on me, Sister Elva, I don't know where I'm going to get dinner tonight. And I turned right rack around, and I went home, and at seven years old, I got a revelation that I wish a bunch of these crybabies in university would get and a bunch of these adults would get. You know what? I would much rather live with some rules I might not agree with. I can get something to eat. It's a whole lot better back there than I thought it was. And, and so the idea, the agenda, the agenda, and I'm about to get to what I'm, I'm going to end this on. The agenda is to get you to hate your own family and to hate your own nation so much that you'll run to the arms of a one world government. Let me just say, if America is so bad, please, everybody that believes America is this horribly, terribly awful place, please run to the border and tell all these people how racist it is and don't come here. No, they don't want that because they know if there's anywhere on planet earth left for hope, it's right here. My point is simply this. We need a generation to pull their head out of the sand and say, you know what? God has blessed this nation. It's only by God's grace that we're here forever. How much longer we're here. Amen. Somebody said, who are you voting for in 2024? I said, an asteroid. Who are you voting for in 2024? The trumpet of the Lord to blow and take us out of this place. That's what I'm hoping for. Because it ain't getting any better. Amen. 
Bring that division and bring it into the church to where if you preach what is in black and white in the Bible, it offends believers. Not biblical believers that don't offend it. The Bible says, they who love me, they are not offended by my law. Marriage still belongs between a man and a woman. One man, one woman. There's still two genders, only two genders. I don't care what some crackpot, nut job, granola munching, tree hugging, well kissing hippie says. There is still only two. There's a male and a female. And if that offends you, find an altar and pray it through. And I know it doesn't anybody in here but those listening on the podcast or wherever this goes. Surprised Facebook hadn't taken this down by now. Only, only to, isn't it amazing? You know, Amazon, they sell T-shirts that say there's more than one gender, but it only comes in men and women sizes. And that's a fact. Amen. I, I, Addie and I last year were skiing. It was a warm day. It was one of the last days skiing. Sierra skiing gets hot, and I pulled off my sweatshirt, and I had on a T-shirt that uh, somebody got me I thought was funny, and it's got a picture of a hand doing this. It says there are only two genders. And by the time I got to the bottom of the mountain, it triggered somebody. And you can almost imagine who she was. She was as pale and as white as the snow, pink hair with blue tips. She, I mean, she had on more earrings and nose. Look, a tackle box blew up in her face. And she was trying to tell me that uh, that's misogyny, that's colonialism, that's racism and all that. Uh, and, and, I didn't, and Addie's standing there looking at She don't have any idea. I'm, I don't get, look, I don't got time to talk. You keep on skiing until you don't see road no more. Just keep going, honey, because I ain't going to engage with you. Obviously, you are not at the mental capacity of a drunk monkey. I'm not talking to you anymore. There's only two. There's only two. That's Bible. Marriage between a man and a woman. That's Bible. That's not hate speech. That's Bible. And if a Christian believes that hate speech, they're not a Christian. They're a part of the new world order. Because that's what it's supposed to They're bringing division into the church. They're bringing division into the church. We still got to stand. That don't mean we got to be mean about it. Amen. But here's the good news. There's a threshing floor that's happening where God is separating the wheat from the chaff, the sheep from the goats, where God is separating those who are committed and uncommitted. And at this end time revival, uh, I, I was talking with somebody a while back, and an elder of another denomination, he's been uh, uh, pastoring for uh, 60 some years, and I asked him, I said, do you believe we're going to be a part of a great awakening or a great falling away? And he looked at me and he began to talk about how church size has dwindled in his denomination, they're selling buildings, can't get anybody to show up for church. He said, we are going to see the great falling away. I didn't have the heart to look at him and tell him, not the apostolic church, uh-uh, this is the great awakening. There is a great awakening of commitment. There's a great awakening of prayer, a great awakening of fasting and worship. There's a great awakening of evangelism and truth and love for the Word of God. I didn't have the heart to tell him, look, that's because you are bound up in the traditions of men. But if you get in the Word of God, if you'll preach the truth and teach the truth and the love of God, amen. Oh, you may not build a stadium overnight. You may not get Osteen's crowd or some other soul-hustling pulpit pimp. But if you will preach the Word of God, people who are hungry for God, they will run to it. Amen. There's a great awakening. We are on the forefront of that. 
Because the Bible said the prophet declared in the last days the latter house will be greater than that of the former house and the latter rain will be greater than that of the former rain. Didn't say social justice was going to bring a revival. It said that the, the Bible says the Holy Ghost being outpoured is going to bring a change to the hearts of men and women. You cannot regulate. You Listen to me. You cannot regulate racism out of our country. You cannot regulate prejudice out of the heart of men. You need a baptism of the Holy Ghost where the Bible said that God changes them from the inside out. If you keep putting laws on people, you'll just push their racism and their prejudice undercover. No. Let them be baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost. Let God change that life. Somebody shout, I believe that. Amen. Amen. And, and, and the, 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 there, there has been, a, uh, I'm looking for the word here, there, there has been a secret, a covert operation, if you would. There's been an unholy alliance between the political world and the religious leaders because a lot of these folks are sellouts to the gospel. They're not shepherds, they're hirelings. They'll bring an ideology and a philosophy into the church that may make sense, that one thing, but they will allow demonic influence uh, uh, people in their pulpits and in their churches to spew their propaganda. And they say, well, I agree with them on that. But as a Christian, you ought not be able to agree with them on these other things. Ain't got time to get into it, but the late Bishop G.E. Patterson, he had had enough with it. And he said, we are making an unholy alliance with a party in this nation that is forcing same-sex marriage and abortion down the throat of the church. And they are using uh, civil rights as a way to do that. And there's becoming an unholy Folks, we cannot be afraid to say, I believe in this being right, but I will not align myself with anything that's going to bring division in the house of God, division from me and the Word of God. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I want to be aligned to the Word of God. I want to be aligned to the things of God. Because the agenda of a new world order is to get you hating and have disloyalty to your family, to get you hating the Word of God, hating truth, disloyal to the truth, to where you will find more comfort in darkness than you will comfort in light. The Bible said in the last days, that's the way it would be. They'll call good evil and evil good. They'll call light darkness and darkness light. No, there's a light coming. Amen. You know, I, I look back at this and I, I kind of start thinking the COVID may be a gift from God. Because I'm going to tell you what it did in the church. It purged people that really weren't serving God. Remember, I said that before COVID even hit. I said, whatever's in you, come out of you in great trials. <clears throat> But I'll tell you one thing another did. I, I didn't mean to get back on this. I'll tell you another thing. It, it exposed the education system in this world and the brainwashing they were doing. Our children, when parents had to sit there and listen to these nut job teachers talking about, talking about gender fluidity and stuff to their six-year-old kid. They went, whoa, 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 whoa. My kid's six. this division the enemy has brought in do you think this just accidentally happened it's been in the design of hell for millennium it has been rolling in the mind of hell in the plot of hell so you may have a six month goal but hell has a six century goal 
They're outlooking us. They're out la- their, their vision is further than ours. We just want another car. We just want a better house. We just want a promotion. We want a raise. And hell's going, no, no, I just want your kids. And we'll say, well, if you'll give me that over here, then I'll, I'll, I'll hold my nose and I'll, I'll support you on it. No. There's got to be a line drawn in the sand that says, I'm going to stand on the Lord's side. I'm not going to straddle the fence. I'm not going to leave any doubt where I stand. I'm on the Lord's side. Say, so are you pro-life or are you pro-choice? I am pro-God. And since God is light and God is life, I guess I'm as pro-life as you could ever be. Because I'm pro-God. I'm pro-word. Amen. Bring this division in. This new world order steps in and says, well, we've, we've got an idea. Here's what we'll do. We'll make a one world currency. That was in my last one. Go watch the video. Go listen to the podcast. We'll make a one world currency. That's what they're trying to do right now. Hey, Amen. What do you think Bitcoin and all of this is? It's a, and they said they need, to, they need to be able to track everything you do. I, you watched the video. I played it to you. And it wasn't some you know, some weirdo in his mother's basement wearing a tinfoil hat and a wife beater t-shirt with Cheetos on his chin. We're talking about governmental leaders around the world said they need to make a currency digital. They, there is no more anonymous transactions. They want to bring division into the church. They've already brought division into the nation. But I believe there's an awakening happening right now because that's what the Bible was said would happen in the last days. There is going to be awakening. There is going to be a great revival right before Jesus comes back to this earth. Amen. And I don't care if Biden's president. I, I, I don't care if Bush is president or Trump or whoever else is. It doesn't matter who the world leader is. It doesn't matter if gas is $250 a gallon or if it's $250 a gallon. All I know is this. But Before Jesus comes back to this earth, before the new world order hatches their plot to take everything over, there is going to be a global revival that is going to expose the spirit of Antichrist. Amen. Not only is there going to be, there already is the beginning of a final wave of apostolic truth and revival that is happening. Can somebody shout, I believe it. Amen, it's not coming, it's here. First church, it's not coming, it's here. The awakening's already started. If you're standing on the beach with your surfboard in hand, I'm telling you, the big wave is already out there. It's already cresting, it's getting higher. We're not waiting on revival. Revival's waiting on us, it's here. This is the end time. Hallelujah. When California's going down the tubes, it's been going down the tubes. But guess what? God's lifting up a church, and it doesn't matter how evil they get. It doesn't matter how bad it gets. God's going to raise. God had a church in Rome. God had a church in Syria. God had a church in Smyrna. God had a church in Thyatira. God had a church in Egypt. God had a church in Laodicea. God had a church in China. God had a church in Europe. God had a church in Africa, God's always had a church where sin did abound, did grace much more. As a matter of fact, it's in my opinion, amen, and this and five bucks will buy you a bad cup of coffee at Starbucks, but it is my opinion that it has never been easier, Brother Reuben, to be distinguished from the world. They are getting so crazy. They are getting so anti-God. They are getting so anti-family, so anti-Bible. You don't got to run in it. Just stand. Just stand. They're already showing how different they are from the Word. 
And God's raising up a people during this time. His word said it would happen. And we're preparing ourselves for that great moment. That great ingathering of souls. The Bible said, uh, uh, and I, I believe it's in Ephesians where he says, uh, and when the fullness of Gentiles has come. Amen. And, 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 you know, Brother John, I don't know what that fullness, I don't know how God measures that, if it's this way or this way. I don't know what the, matter of fact, the measurement is irrelevant. Amen. But he said there is a measurement that God has uh, that when the fullness of Gentiles come, that means uh, when enough Gentiles are born again, when the gospel's been preached to every nation. Why do you think we push missions so hard? You, you say, well, we're just waiting on the rapture. No, honey, you got it wrong. The rapture is waiting on us. Let me say that. I want you to sip on that a little bit. I said, we're not waiting on the rapture. The rapture is waiting on us. So I want the Lord to come. Well, then do something. Amen. I'm just sitting over here, just sitting on the front porch, sipping sweet tea, waiting on Jesus to come. Amen. You're going to wait till we preach your funeral. Amen. But the Bible says when the fullness of Gentiles comes, amen, there's going to be a revival. Amen. That's going when the, all the nations of the earth have heard the gospel preach. Amen. There's going to be such a revival that it will trigger the rapture of the church because God will look at the earth and say, look, every nation has heard. Every tongue has heard. Every color has heard. Every nationality has heard. It's time to bring them home. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. That revival is not on its way. That revival's here right now. Why do you think we're so big in the missions, building church, going to these places and preaching the gospel? Amen. Going into the Amazon, going to other places. Amen. Preaching the gospel in the Philippines and in Africa and in South America. You, you think it's just because we, we're just out trying to explore the world? No. I'm trying to get the gospel preached because I want the rapture to happen. I want Jesus to come back. So I'm not sitting around twiddling my thumbs, licking my finger, holding in the air, trying to find which ways the winds of prophecy are blowing. Amen. I want to do the work because Jesus said, occupy till I come. Work until I I come, reach until I come, preach until I come, love until I come, make a difference in the world. You want to see the rapture? Let's pack this place out five times on a Sunday. Amen. You want to see the you want to see the rapture take place? Start reaching your family like you never have. Start reaching your co-workers like you never have. You want to see the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lifetime? You know what you need to do with everything you have? Reach the world. Uh, preach the gospel. Reach the lost. Uh, amen. There's not a building in this city big enough. Amen. I'll just step out and say it. I'd love to see it. I don't know what it is. They've changed the name a hundred times. Is it Arco Arena in Sacramento? Amen. Wherever they play, the Kings play. Wouldn't that be cool to have two services a week there. Say, Pastor, that's just crazy talk. No, not when you're wanting Jesus to come back. Not when you want Jesus to come back. And when we see that outpouring of the Holy Ghost, when we see those souls coming in, I'm just telling you, there's not a building that can contain. Let me just pause and say this. Why do you think we're so big on Connect Group? If you can't learn to have people in your home and share the word of God with them now, I promise you, you're not going to be able to do it two years from now. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. I'm going to pastor a little bit. You want the church to grow, but you're too busy to open your home up? Well, I'll invite them to church. Congratulations. You haven't even done the bare minimum. You want to be a disciple maker or an invitation maker? 
for, for some reason, we're getting this idea that connect group something optional we do. No. That's how we grow. So, well, I, well, I'm busy. Okay. And God will say, gotcha. I'll find some crackhead living under a bridge right now. I'll raise them up. They'll have a connect group in their tent somewhere behind a railroad track. With their free government phone, they can stream it. So, Pastor, do you think it's that serious? No, I don't think it's that serious. God's Word said it. I was talking to our leaders last night. We got an incredible group of leaders. We're a phenomenal church. I, I want you, but I'm going to tell you something. It is a mission of the church to make disciples. You don't make disciples in this altar. That's where you make conversion. Are you with me? He didn't say go make converts. He said go make disciples. Jesus lived, ate, slept, walked, talked, commuted for three and a half years with 12 guys. And they changed the world. And we expect to win the city by just waving high once every week. No. We've got to get a discipleship mentality in us. It says, connect group, last Friday of the month, uh-uh. Pastor, I'm going to do it every week of the month. Every week of the month. Every, like, whatever, Monday or Thursday or Friday. Well, don't miss Thursday prayer. Every revival I know that has broke out in every church. I'm talking about real revival. I'm not talking about a swelling. We get, so, is this okay tonight? I got some of y'all looking at me like I just grew a second head. I know you've got some, you've got some weird version of revival. We, we, we I, and hey, I'm UPC to the bone. But some of the stuff we promote as revival is not revival. It's swelling. If you can't contain it, then it was not natural to the body. That's, that's called an infection. We had, you know, 93 get the Holy Ghost. Great, wonderful. Did they come back? Well, it's not up to me whether they come back. You're right. What did we motivate them with? I better move on. Amen. I'm starting to feel uncomfortable in my own pulpit. We're going to make disciples or are we going to do loaves and fishes evangelism? Say, Pastor, we need to do, here's the problem. You start handing out hot dogs. Next Sunday, you're going to have to learn balloon tricks. And the Sunday after that, you're going to have to have a clown that knows magic tricks. I want to do it the Bible way. Hey, let me ask you something. How did them loaves and fishes work out for that crowd? Come on, Bible scholars, help me. How many stuck around after they ate? Goose egg. You want to know why? They were there for it. Oh, they heard the word, but they were there. You know, that's why Jesus said, go make disciples. Don't go make a crowd. If you make disciples, the crowd will show up. Amen. I'm all for doing whatever we can, and I, I, I believe and whatever, but I believe that the, the, the most effective, and I've been around this, uh, uh, what year are we in, 2022, 20, uh, 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 this August, August the uh, 8th will be 22 years that I've been in full-time ministry. I've been around the block a time or two. I seem to be, 
you know, somewhat connected with some of the greatest revivalists in our movement. And I want to tell you, there is a universal thing of every great revival church I've ever been associated with. And it was simply this. They knew how to pray. They knew how to pray. When they called prayer meeting, it was packed. They loved the truth. And evangelism wasn't something they did when somebody pulled their teeth. They were constantly trying to make disciples. I was talking with Bishop Keys. I don't even know what time. Anybody know what time I started? That's your job. You don't even know what time I started? I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what time did I start? I was, I was out with Bishop Keys, and he told me, he told me that in, he, he showed me the headline of the Modesto B. The Modesto B. Not some bastion of conservatism. The Modesto B in 1996. They were in their third week of revival, and over 500 people had received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I said, my God. We were, we were out on this fishing boat. I about fell out of the boat. He showed me the article. I remember that. He said, within that year, he said, we had hundreds. We lost count. Over, well over that. Probably a few thousand received the gift of the Holy Ghost, get baptized. I said, what did you do? He said the church caught a passion for regular prayer. Let me, let me just, how many knows how to spell revival? How do you, you know how to spell revival? How, you're a genius, but how do you spell revival? Yeah, spell it. R-I-V-I-V-A-L. No, that's not right. You're a college graduate. How do you spell revival? Yeah, you're wrong. How do you spell Revival. Actually, you spell revival like this. You ready? It's a four-letter word. It freaks this generation out. You ready? W-O-R-K. You want to know how you spell revival? W-O-R-K. So if you want to pack this building out by the end of the year, and I know you do, and I know God wants it, and I know it can happen, it will happen. You know how it happens? You know how it happens? Doing everything else you can, just show up on Sunday and Tuesday. No, that's not how it happens. Donating two hours a week outside of regular church service, and that'll make it, no. When the kingdom is first. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. No, I'm, 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 I'm not doing one more of those things until I get a Bible study in my home. Man, it's getting so quiet, you can hear a rat licking ice right now. You, you, you hearing me? You need to determine in your mind, I'm not, I'm not going to play one more game of golf. I'm not going to knit one more sweater. I'm not going to, you know, whatever your hobby is, I'm not going to sit here and guess all night. I'm not going to do that one more thing until I get a home Bible study going in my house. You know what God will do? He'll, he'll see if you'll do it. I asked him, I said, Bishop, how did it happen? He said, powerful, passionate, purposeful prayer. And evangelism was a way of life. I said, so y'all organized together and y'all got together? What day of the week did y'all organize? He said, what day of the week? I said, who is outreach director? He said, well, we were running about 700 at that time. I guess we had about 700 outreach directors. Because everybody said, you know what, this is our moment. This is our time. 
Folks, we've prayed about it. We fast about it. We shout about it. We preach about it. We sing about it. We back slap and high five over it. But the moment we're willing to put our shoulder in and work. So what has this got to do with the new world order? Everything. Because the Bible said the devil knows his time is short and he is working. There ain't no way we ought to let hell outwork the church. Mm -mm. They're trying to convert. We're going to disciple. We're going to disciple. We're going to. How many would say, I want my home to to have home Bible studies before this year's over with? Now, here's what you're going to do. Are you going to pray about it? Are you going to do it? We can come to every prayer meeting. God, give me a Bible study. And then then not talk to anybody and just hurry up and get home so you can get on YouTube or read a book. And hurry up and get home and hurry. Now I've got this schedule and I've got to be with this part of my family. I've got to do this. I, I mean, what would happen if God sent three people into your life right now that needed a home Bible study? We're too busy. I've got to stop. We, we, we want to see the second coming of the Lord. we got to get ourselves busy about the... You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers in his field. He said, my house is full, but my fields are empty. In other words, everybody's sitting around the table and they're talking about how great the field is, how great the planting season was, how wonderful the harvest looks out there and how big the grain silos are and how full they're going to be. But Jesus said, I ain't got nobody that is out in the field with a sickle that is out there reaping, that is out there gathering. And you know what God is calling the church to do in this end time? He's saying, you know what we need to do? We need to put social media down and pick up a sickle. We need to put entertainment down and pick a sickle, by the way, is a farm tool by which you harvest. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, amen. You need to put down the phone. We need to put down the entertainment we need to put down the social life uh, and we need to get busy Jesus said pray the Lord of the harvest to send for I want to see Jesus come back I want to see first church busting at the seams uh, not on Sunday not on Tuesday I want to see it busting on the seams uh, for Thursday night prayer Get ready. The Lord laid it on my heart. I'm almost done. The Lord laid it on my heart. We're fixing about to have a 24-hour prayer chain around here, both campuses. Same time, we're going to have a 24-hour prayer chain, nonstop, 24 hours a day, in the building. No virtual praying. I'm about sick of virtual stuff. Amen. You have a virtual marriage. Tell me how that works. We're going to have a 24-hour virtual prayer, both campuses at the same time. And we're going to conclude that prayer when our service starts. So at 10 a.m. will be the conclusion of a 24-hour prayer meeting. At 2 p.m. and back of it will be the conclusion of a 24-hour prayer. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see it. I'm ready to be a part of it. Because when that happens, listen to me. Uh, Brother Matt, if you'll come, it'll make me think i got to hurry. Listen to me. There is going to be a rapture that's going to take place. Hallelujah. And it's not going to be in the midst of the church having sorrow and trouble. Sister Simone, there's going to be a red-hot revival happening in the Philippines and happening here in America and happening in Africa, happening in China, happening in South America. And all of a sudden, Jesus is going to go, yep, it's the fullness. 
and he's going to press that sterling trumpet to his lips and he's going to blast it with a shout with the voice of an archangel close your eyes for a moment all of heaven's going to stand that attention all of hell's going to tremble when that trumpet sounds it'll vibrate so hard it'll split atoms throughout the atmosphere graves will burst wide open as the dead in Christ rise first Jesus in that moment is going to stretch that long lean Galilean leg over the back of a steaming white stallion the crack of his whip is going to billow out like that of 10,000 cannons as the armies in heaven follow him and we that are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him the Bible said comfort one another with these words. Jesus is going to ride back to this planet. Oh, I, I wish I had time. I wish I had time to talk about the millennial reign of Christ in Revelation 20. We're going to ride back not defeated. We're going to ride back triumphant, sis. I thank God. For, I pray for you every day in that university being a light for God being such a beautiful example of God's truth in this world and all of those spirits that attack you every day walking onto that campus she's never told me anything but I know it can't it can't be easy to walk around being being a, such a minority of a believer like that one of these days you're coming back you're coming back in the army of God white robes spotless without wrinkle flapping in the wind a master horse lady and probably never rode a horse before but you'll spur that celestial beast in his flanks and he'll split through the Milky Way galaxy riding back behind the captain of our salvation as the spirit of Antichrist and the New World Order and the battle of Gog and Magog and the battle of Armageddon is raging on the earth we will ride back with ten thousands of his saints. And when those horses touch terra firma, the soil of this earth, Jesus Christ will establish his kingdom again for a thousand years, and every spirit that's not of God will be bound in chains of everlasting darkness. Oh, hallelujah. Satan defeated for a thousand years and in that millennial reign a child will be a hundred years old before he is no longer considered to be a child. The world will be ruled with the kingdom of God. This is what your Bible says. You say, you live for God because you want to avoid hell. Honey, you, you have missed it. I'm living for God because I want to rule and reign with him. Because when Jesus sets up his kingdom on this young Young people, listen to me. When God sets up his kingdom on this earth, he's going to appoint you governors and rulers upon the earth. You think I'm, I'm living for God because I want to dance on streets of gold? Baby, you missed it. I want to rule with you. We will defeat the armies of hell. Oh, I wish I had time to get into this. We will put our boot on their throat. We will bind every spirit of hell, put it back to where it came from, and the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ will be established on the earth. 
Sister Elba, it'll be different then. Come here, Sister Elba. I'm going to show you something. Come here. Come here. It'll be different in the middle of the reign. You'll get to, you will be a priest. You will be a governor. You might even be a premier, a prime minister. Come here. Come here. The kingdom of Christ will be established on the earth. I thank God for, I don't mean to embarrass you, but I thank God for these beautiful ladies that live the apostolic life of separation. It's not easy. It's not easy. I, I tell men, I say, you need to go shop with your wife every once in a while. See how difficult it is to live scripturally. I don't mean to embarrass you, sis. But hold, hold on, I'm not done with you. How long does it take you to shop in a, at Macy's or something to find something appropriate? Thank you. Hey, guys, I'm not done with you yet, Sister Elba. Come on, come on. I'm not, she's trying to hurry up. Are you trying to hurry me up? No, I'm just kidding. You digging it? I've seen my wife hit 15 different stores and not even be able to find anything. In the millennial reign, it'll flip. Because if you wanted to be immodest, you'll have to dig for hours to find something not aligned with the kingdom. You won't have to go through Netflix for, hopefully you don't got it anyway, you know. You won't have to go through Blockbuster, outdate ourselves there. To find a, a family appropriate. No, because the kingdom is going to take over the entertainment and the arts. And every film that would be made would be God-centered and family-centered and kingdom-centered. You'll turn on the radio station and every... Well, I do hope they keep Miles Davis. I'll be honest with you. Thelodious Monk. I mean, I hope they keep, you know... <laughs> I love jazz. And your, every radio station you hit will be singing praises to the Most High God. You can be singing that. Isn't that going to be awesome? You ever thought about that? That's why we live for God. That's one of the many reasons. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? And he'll establish his kingdom. And he will appoint those to rule and reign with him who have been faithful. Let me be clear. You can't get in this at the last minute and all of a sudden be trusted with great power in the kingdom. This is why the Bible said, if you have been faithful over few, I will make you Rulers over many. Being consistent, <laughs> he'll let you be the mayor of some holler, Texas, or something like that with nine people. <laughs> Serve. <laughs> there really is a place called Possum Holler, Texas, in Booger Hollow, Arkansas. There's actually a city called Nemore, Arkansas. City. It's a town called Nemore, Arkansas. Nemore, Arkansas. Population sign says 18 people. Four hunting dogs, two cats. Need more Arkansas. We need more people. Amen. That's what it's called. But if you rule him, if you serve him here, we're going to defeat the spirit of the age because it has already been defeated. He said, fear not, little children, for I have already overcome He knew this was coming. And he said, I already defeated it. Would you stand with me tonight? You are victorious more than just over the present temptation you struggle with. 
Did you hear me? You are victorious for more than just the present temptation you struggle with. You are eternally victorious if you live in Christ. Mm. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I, I didn't mean to go so deep so quick and not be able to stay on it. But Brother Nate, why do you, why do you think hell is trying to c- deceive people? He wants more people in hell. You want to know why? Satan is convinced that he can keep enough people on his side that when Jesus does come back, he will have enough to defeat the kingdom of God. He don't know. He's already gotten in a fight that's been fixed. God's going to win this thing. God's already won this thing. When you struggle with that temptation tomorrow, overcome it knowing if I can overcome this, if I can be faithful in this, he's going to make me rule over many. You excited tonight? SpaceX, are you kidding me? We're going to space out. You're going to have a new body. Sister Maria. Espanol won't be muy difficulté for me. I can speak any language. Because there will only be one language, it'll be one kingdom language. It'll be a universal language. I mean, universal, I mean in the universe. Because in that time, God will establish his kingdom on planets. Oh, I ain't got time to get into that. And you'll have a new body, and all of a sudden, you can look at your husband and say, you know what, I'm going to go take a walk. And you might walk around Jupiter. Because you won't be constrained by, isn't that cool? We don't talk about this enough, do we? Because we just think we're going to die and go to heaven. We're rapture and go to heaven. It's so much more than that. Can you imagine taking a family vacation to Mars? I know y'all think I'm tripping in, in this. In some crap. It's in the Bible, folks. I'm glad I'm a part of this. That's why Peter said, for you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. Because laws of physics will change. Laws of thermodynamics will change. Laws of gravity will change. Everything will change and be subject to the will of God. And even be entrusted to individuals in the kingdom. That's going to be pretty awesome. Me and you are going to go fishing in Venus. Because the Lord will give dominion. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss that. I'm not going to let this new world order distract me from the eternal world order of God. Because we are victorious. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I don't know why anyone knowing all of that wouldn't want to serve God. Wouldn't want to give their life to God. Wouldn't want to give themselves completely to the Lord. Matter of fact, I just feel like opening these altars for this church family tonight. You've been so kind. You've indulged me. I promise you next Tuesday night, I'm not going to go half this long. I promise you. You heard me, Lord. If you're excited about that day, I want you to come to this altar for just a moment. We're going to pray together. I, I know it's a... 
I feel like I hadn't seen you in a month. I just miss you so much. Come on. I feel the presence of God here. Isn't that cool? Isn't that awesome? gadget arm. I'm going to go. The people of God will never die in the millennial reign. Mm. There'll be no death. There'll be no cancer. We'll live in perfect union with Christ. We will see Him face to face. When the millennial reign and then the sonship will end, the son and the Oh, I ain't got time to get into that. Forever. How many of y'all are kind of tripping out right now? Like, wow. That's... You probably, maybe some of you have never heard this. This is where we're going. This is why the new world order will never defeat the eternal world of God. We're going to be a part. Brother Omar, we're going to be a part of that, man. That's going to be awesome. I ain't never going to get fat over there. I'm going to get to drink all the coffee I want. No high blood pressure, Elder Henderson. I'm going to get to eat all of Sister Henderson's cooking and not have to worry about a thing. I submit my rulership to yours so I want to live in your kingdom and let you just cook. I'm going to eat for 500 years. Sister Jean, all the dessert you cook and I, my cholesterol ain't ever going to spike. My sugar ain't ever going to spike. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. I want to be a part of that. Mm. Full dominion. Full dominion. We shall walk as Adam was intended to walk on this earth full dominion, complete authority under the rulership of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to, the new world order has already been defeated. We're living in, we are living in the eternal order of God right now. Would you lift your hands for just a moment? I'm not going to drag this out. Would you just lift your hands in the presence of the Lord? Hallelujah. With your mind fixed on that. With your heart fixed on that. Knowing, knowing that this is what's going to happen. Knowing that this is what we get to be a part of. Hallelujah, what a day that will be when Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. And when he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land. Oh, it's more than just gates of pearl, walls of jasper, crystal river. It's more than just streets of gold. It's more than a mansion. It's more than the marriage supper of the Lamb. It's more than that. It's about ruling with Christ and reigning with him in that eternal kingdom that he has establishes on the earth the sin you struggle with now won't be a struggle then the heartache you're dealing with now won't be a heartache then 
The sickness you have now, you won't have then. The addiction you wrestled with your whole life, you won't wrestle with then. The pain of the abuse, the pain of the rejection you live with now, you won't live with it then. Right now is a good time to give your life to Jesus. Right now is a good time to reconsecrate your life to the Lord and say, God, I want to be with you in that day. I want to be counted in that number. Oh, when the saints go marching in, I want to be a part of that number. I want to be counted in that number, Lord. I want to be found faithful. Come on, that's it. That's beautiful, First Church. Go ahead. For the next two or three moments, just go ahead and pour your heart out to the Lord. Rededicate. Recommit. Reconsecrate. There's people seeking the Lord all over this place. Hallelujah. There's people reaching out to God all over this place. Go ahead. Go ahead. Commit to Him. Consecrate to Him. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.